All right, welcome everybody. This is episode three. Yeah, episode <laughs> three of the podcast. Um, again, YouTube has not blocked us yet, yeah. so uh, we're still going strong. But um, today we have on uh, John Witcher. John Witchard. Uh, in class, we call him John Wick. John yeah, Wick. So. I've, I've been called worse. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So um, John was in the Coast Guard, and I had to have him on because I realized that. Um, Coast Guard doesn't get talked about much. And no, so well, in the news they have, they're uh, <laughs> yeah, recently not getting paid. And um, with uh, this the white nationalist guy, because that's wild. We've, we've been talked about a lot and we don't want to. Yeah. Um, it's funny, like we started this class and I knew I knew I was going to get made fun of a lot because the Coast Guard, yeah. you know, not real military. And uh, I was like, man. I hope I can just kind of like fly under the radar. Nothing stupid happens. And of course, you know, we get thrown into the news without getting paid. Yeah. And this guy who shows up and he Coast Guard officer and he's stockpiling weapons. And I'm thinking to myself, of course, this would happen when I'm here with a bunch of military guys. <laughs> so explain a little bit more about that for uh, everybody who's, you know, not up to date on it. Because, you know, it's some people who are paying attention to news. Some people aren't. So just go into that. Yeah. One of... Uh, from my knowledge, is a Coast Guard officer, lieutenant, um, made his way up. He was in the Marine Corps at one point, um, mm-hmm. and he, uh, I guess he was stockpiling weapons and had a hit list of Democratic senators and uh, judges, and he just wanted to uh, take out some Democrats, I guess, was <laughs> the, the case. I feel like he's not the only person who probably was. <laughs> no, there's actually, um, there was a guy... Uh, I think it was a little less than a year ago. I can't remember his name, but some crazy guy down in Florida. Actually, they caught him in my hometown in Plantation, Florida. Oh, snap. Um, yeah. Um, he, he was kind of doing the same thing. Mm. He was just stockpiling weapons, lived in a van, and had a hit. Oh, he was mailing. Uh, that's what he was doing. Um, he was mailing um, substances to, you know, Democratic journalists and senators. <laughs> yeah. It's just That's wild. It's getting nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how do, how does the government usually, like, approach that kind of situation as far as, like, I mean, with the, with the Coast Guard? Because I know, so there's a situation in the Air Force where um, I was in Minot. And in Minot, I don't know if a lot of people know this story, but there were some grenades and an M240 that got lost. And they were searching for it for a while. And uh, I found out some guy that was security for, I believe it was a guy that was security forces, um, who would only have access to it, but he ended up stealing it. Okay. And um, they didn't really know of his intentions with it. Some people thought that because the state fair was coming up and it was in Minot. And oh, some people some people thought he was trying to kill a bunch of people at the state fair. It was a lot of conspiracies. But, um, yeah, people got fired. To, I would imagine. To say. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think this guy, um, the Coast Guard guy, Hassan, I think was his last name. He, uh, I don't think he was stealing – Coast Guard stuff because mm-hmm. uh, he was stationed at headquarters and he was more of a uh, a personnel. I call them, you know, paper pushers. They paper pushers. Yeah, they didn't really they didn't really do. Um, I mean, it's important what they do. I think he was a part of um, acquiring uh, the new class of ships. He was part of that team that was mm-hmm. acquiring all those new classes of ships. Um, but he wasn't. He would, I doubt he had much many access to Coast Guard stuff. I think oh, that was all okay. personal, um, personally bought yeah. weapons and ammunition and the other thing i found funny too is they said um yeah he had a a thousand rounds of ammunition but you look at the picture of what and you know you only see you only know what you see yeah there was like you know 15 different guns and i'm thinking 15 different guns 
a thousand rounds of ammunition. That's not a lot. That's not yeah. a lot of ammunition. Yeah. You know, you're gonna need more. So, yeah. <laughs> it was, they thought it was like sniper rifles yeah, or something. I guess, <laughs> I guess one shot, one kill. Yeah, you're not spraying real. anything. So, <laughs> so uh, tell tell everybody a little bit about your, um, I guess your your Coast Guard experience and what you really did and how uh, how it really affected your life till up to now. Okay, we. Uh, so I joined in 2014. We go we go to Cape May, New Jersey. It's the mm. southern tip of New Jersey for boot camp. Actually, I had a blast. I had so much fun at boot camp. It was it was a blast. I, everything is just a game. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hilarious. Um, and then I went to Station New York on Staten Island, and we did a lot of um, uh, like patrols. We we did four hour. I'm sorry, eight hours per day, four hours in the morning, four hours in the afternoon. We escorted the Staten Island ferry to and from Manhattan and Staten Island. How was that? It was cool. It was fun. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, doing uh, patrols. It was just it was just cool. I got to see and do so many different things. And yeah. Because we were in New York City and we're part of the military, we get hooked up with all sorts of cool stuff. And mm-hmm. we, uh, um, I actually got to hold the Coast Guard flag on the ice at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. <laughs> That's for, awesome. Uh, before a Rangers game, it was uh, it was awesome. That was that was one of the coolest <laughs> things I think I've gotten to done. Um, Coast Guard related. Uh, so we did. We actually did uh, presidential security ops too. So. I got to be a part of the meeting. Like I was such a small cog <laughs> in a huge wheel, but yeah, uh, yeah. we did. Uh, we sat by the bridges and make sure there were no, you know, boats. Put, you know, basically just watching out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to electricians made a school in Virginia. Came, uh, um, came raided. Because I know in a lot of the other services, you you go like straight from boot camp to a school. Yeah, yeah. we don't do that. Some people can wait up to two and three years to go to a school in the coast guard Jeez, yeah. that's a long time yeah um I, I don't know why they do it that way maybe because of space they only have a certain amount of mm-hmm. space to fill those billets but yeah Ooh. so i i waited uh just under 10 months to get to ema school went there and then i got stationed on a 225 foot buoy tender mm-hmm. in port huron michigan and we uh we broke ice, worked buoys, lots of buoys. Um, I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like in the Coast Guard, we we probably worked the most buoys out of any out of any boat. I would assume so. Yeah, we we had a lot. So I was across all five Great Lakes working buoys and breaking ice. So. Now, is is that something that um, civi- like civilians could be able to do, or is that something the military just like took over? So, um, pre two thousand and one. September 11th, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, um, they moved, the Coast Guard moved from the Department of Transportation to the Department of Homeland Security, gotcha. which is where they are now. Working buoys was a leftover mission from when we were part of the DOT. Okay. So that's why we still, because it has to do with commerce. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And transportation of goods and on, on the lakes, on the, on the ocean. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's why the Coast Guard still... Um, takes care of it. I used to joke with people and I said, what do I do? I said, I, you know, I work for the DOT. Cause it's <laughs> pretty much what, what we were yeah. doing. Yeah. So. Um, have you ever experienced something that you, I don't know, you just felt like that was something that you uh, were looking for? Like when you, you were like, I want to join the Coast Guard and then this thing happened that I was always like ready. You know, I was waiting for this to happen. 
No, 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 not really. Because I, you know, growing up in in South Florida, I I saw the Coast Guard all the time. Yeah, um, and that's kind of what I thought I was going to be doing. South Florida stuff. Yeah, like warm, chasing drug runners. Yeah, and yeah. I the majority of my time, three and a half, three three years and two months out of four years and two months, I uh, I spent it in Michigan on a boat, kind of working buoys. And not I much cocaine know. is coming through. No, no, no. <laughs> like here, it's it's funny too because uh, um, I. I didn't even know, and that's my own ignorance. I, I didn't even know the Coast Guard was on the Great Lakes. Yeah. And then I got uh, I got sent there. Oh, yeah, we're here. <laughs> yeah, we're here. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But, so uh, it was just like, I guess, just an influence of being in that, you said Plantation, Florida? Yeah. Is where you were? Now, is that east side or west side of Florida? Like the- it's the east coast of Florida. It's okay. uh, about, depending on traffic, anywhere between 15 and 45 minutes to uh, Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So cool, it's, cool. yeah. And then you're an hour away from Miami. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So you just had that influence of uh, just seeing that kind of environment. That's what made you really want to get into the Coast Guard? Yeah. And it was more, I, I was always attracted to it. I liked the fact that they were a, a smaller service. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like they did a lot with a little. And I kind of liked that attitude. Yeah. And I liked the the roles and the missions that they, they fulfill for this country. So Okay. Little did I know there was eight tire, you know, eight navigation <laughs> buoy work to be done. But yeah. you said, was I looking for it? Um, no, but I'm glad I found it. Okay. I, uh, I had so much fun. I still have days where, man, I wish I was out there, you know, slinging buoys. And it was just, it was so much fun. I, I always tell people, you, I, I'll never get paid to act the way that I did out on deck because you're slinging mud and, you know, talking shit. And, it's so much fun so (laughs) much fun it sucks too because it's cold but yeah you gotta you gotta make the best of it yeah which i had that same kind of like experience when i was in minot like we were uh, i think i was telling you this one time we would just be out there and one one time like our job was literally to just shovel snow yeah because there was so much snow in front of the jets that nothing was going to happen until we just shoveled the snow so like for multiple shifts people would just be shoveling snow and then also, um, you know, there'd just be times where we'd just be acting, acting up and just having fun while we're yeah. working. And, you know, the military offers you those kind of opportunities. But um, it's, it's interesting to, to think about it that way. Like, man, it's, it sucked. <laughs> it's, 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 it was, I used to say, it sucks so much, it's fun. Yeah. You know, it, you're there with, you know, anywhere between five and 15 other people out on deck. Mm-hmm. And you're all just you're all in it yeah you just, it just sucks <laughs> but it can be a lot of fun yeah um absolutely i i i have a new appreciation and, I, and, a, and a love for it that i never knew i never even knew this existed so mm. i was uh i was very thankful i was not the happiest when i was there <laughs> but i was thankful i got to uh do it now ice breaking on the other hand that's uh that's boring so boring <laughs> <laughs> so how did you go about the ice breaking? Like when you were breaking up um, the the ice on the buoys, like was it, um, I guess a, it was team oriented, I'm, I'm going to assume. For sure. And then did they uh, have certain groups or did y'all, because when I was in the Air Force, when we had, um, when we had like our teams, like they would send a team to load barn and we would be a four man load crew. And basically they'd say, you guys are supposed to be together it didn't always happen but they would try to put us together so that we would always have like some sort of rhythm you know we would be able to have some sort of camaraderie with each other but was it like that with so there was um our our bosun and our our 
our chief of the boat, uh, the deck chief, kind of tried to foster, at least in my last two years there, um, tried to foster uh, everybody get out there and help out kind of mentality. Okay. Um, if you want, if you wanted to. So there were there would be times where there would be a bunch of people out there, and there was no necessarily assigned teams for the most part, mm-hmm. except on days when we were doing a lot of buoys. He would break us up into A and B teams. Got you. Um, and we wouldn't stand a watch. We wouldn't do anything else except be out on deck working buoys. Um, but you, you definitely do have that sense of camaraderie and teamwork. And it was, I mean, in reality, you, you, each buoy weighs, depending upon the size of the buoy, it'll crush you easily. Yeah, um, yeah. The things that we were working with on deck, the, the chain was ridiculously, I mean, one link of chain was about that big. It's, <laughs> it's huge. That's it's heavy. Wild. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun, but it was you sit back and you think about it and you go, damn, like we're slinging some heavy stuff out here. If yeah. one thing goes wrong or somebody makes a mistake, something fails. We actually, we, I forget where we were, but we were working a buoy and um, part of what we have to do is replace the chain because mm. it, the buoy bouncing up in the water chafes the chain. Okay. So we got to replace the chain. We pulled up a chain that was so badly chafed. Like it was real thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were getting it into our, one of our deck machines that brings the chain in, and it parted, it snapped. Oh snap! What it happened? was it. It was coming in, and I could kind of see. I was standing on the opposite side of it, and it was one of those things where, like, you see it happening, and you can't, you you can't say it fast, like yeah. duck or get the fuck <laughs> out of the way. You know, it was one of those moments where, yeah. and everybody kind of out on deck, it parted, and there were people that. If they were standing in the wrong spot, luckily they weren't. They they would have lost their leg easily, both legs. Yeah, I mean, possibly worse, but at the very least, losing limbs. Um, and it was just kind of this wild moment about chain flew in and back into the water because it parted. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody kind of looked around, feeling legs yeah. and going like, "All right, we're good." And <laughs> the bosun out on deck. He's like, I need a fucking smoke break after that. So we all we all took a pause for about pause for the cause for about ten minutes, and uh, and then got we had a kind of a safety stand out and talked about what happened. And there was literally nothing, nothing we could have done. That's but crazy. It just yeah, it parted. There was there was another time where uh, we pulled it up and the the chain kind of um, nested around itself. It was just wrapped up in a big ball mm-hmm. and. Uh, the only way to get that on deck was I actually, I had to uh, run underneath it and stick one of our hooks into it so we could bring bring it on deck. And my buddy, who was the uh, the buoy deck supervisor, looked at me. He's like, "You want to do it?" Like, yeah, I guess my dad could use a new center console boat. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I told the guy who's um, spotting me who had my back because we always have backups when we lean over the. Uh, yeah, lean, over, yeah. lean over the deck, over the water, um, especially with something that heavy above you. I told him, I was like, man, all I want you to don't worry about me. I'll make sure I don't slip. I'll make sure I don't do anything. Just look up. And if that thing fucking moves, yank my ass back. <laughs> I don't care what I'm doing. Just yank me back. Dude. And I, I threw the hook on. I got it first shot, yanked it, and then I got the hell out of there. <sighs> but you sit there and you think... Like at the time, it was you know it was all kind of fun and games, and mm-hmm. I was making jokes about my dad getting a new center console. And you sit back and you go, "God damn!" Like <laughs> if that would have fell, I would have been done. Exactly, so, man. 
Dude, that's wild. <laughs> and and it's crazy, like, um, or you know, as I said, like people will talk about the Coast Guard and say they don't do much, and then you hear stories like that. And then even civilians, man, civilians don't understand like what's actually going on. Yeah. I remember I was with my friend, um, and we were we went to go see his friends in South Dakota and <laughs> they were they were completely oblivious to like what we actually do. So they were like, So you did do you get to go off base? And I was like yeah. Yeah. yeah, we, we live lives. <laughs> yeah, we have got a job. Yeah, it's just it's a regular job, man. Yeah. You go in, you got to do what you got to do, then you go home. Yeah. But you were telling me um, about the hours that you had to work, and then like how you like you had to you had to do all the stuff that you were doing on the ship, and then you did like your electrical stuff on top of that. Yeah, so obviously I was an electrician's mate, so that was technically my main responsibility was mm. working with. Uh, and everything that had a wire run into it, everything from, you know, galley equipment to shit tank sensors to the the generators on board, we, we had to mess with. I was part of the, the, the shop that messed with all that stuff. And then we had um, engine room watches on top of that. And I also got um, small boat qualified. So when we launched the uh, small boat off the side, mm-hmm. I, I could go out and be the engineer on that. That's cool. Just because I, I like... I, I don't like sitting still. Yeah, yeah. I got bored, especially with ice breaking. Like, we... We were out my last year. I think we were we were out over two hundred days between ice breaking and buoy working. That's so wild. Yeah, <laughs> people um, people make fun of the, like you said. People make fun of the Coast Guard. I'm like, man, I was out same as a Navy boat. Yeah, for a lot of the time. Like, yeah. So I I kind of got off track. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to um, to get into something that I just I was just on Facebook and. Um, one of my friends, Lindsay, had brought up something, and it was about the uh, women getting into the draft. Now, she had saw a post, and uh, she she had shared the post on Facebook, and it was, I think it was, like, recent. Like, I don't know if it was yesterday, today, or, like, but it was super recent. And I remember I remember I had posted, um, gosh, I think it was, like, 2016 or 2015 that they were talking about women joining the draft. And I thought that it was going to be like a for sure thing. I think it was like 2019 that they said that it was for sure going to happen and never heard anything about it. Like, <laughs> have you heard anything no, about it? No, I haven't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's an interesting thought though. I mean, like when it comes to equality, I, you know, does everybody want to be eligible for the draft? I mean, how, how do we decide that? I, I think that was kind of a, I don't even know when the draft started. I know was it like World War One or I can't remember whether it was one or two, but you know that's back then it was the standard of you know the men go out and work and the women stay at home and yeah, I'm I'm sure that's how men only being eligible for the draft started. Yeah, I would assume so. It's different. It's different now. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. That's an interesting Because, <laughs> see, I thought it was just so crazy because, you know, they. I felt like after seeing some of the posts, uh, some of the women were like, yeah, equality. And then some of them were like, uh, I don't want to do that. And, so- <laughs> yeah, and, that's, and that's what's funny is you I, and me personally, I don't think unless, you know, barring World War Three, I don't think the draft will ever be used yeah, again. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think even if there was World War Three, I, I don't. I don't see it ever being used. Can you imagine mm-hmm. some of these snowflakes nowadays being told they have to go fight a war? Like, yeah. I'd like to believe that 
we have people in this country that would do that. But yeah, <laughs> which is which is even a more interesting topic because you know they talk about uh, the difference between like um, you know the Civil War and World War One, World War Two, all the old wars. They talk about the main difference is less people have died. Um, it's when somebody dies in the Middle East nowadays. It's it's news. Yeah. That was a news back in those wars. That was expected. Yeah. And that, <laughs> Tons of people were dying. That also has to do very much with uh, the twenty-four hour news cycle. Like they, mm-hmm. they need to fill their airwaves with. That's stuff true. Too. You know, there's That's more. True. It's not. There's. They need to talk about more stuff, and that's. I think that's part of our problem in this country sometimes is that we have we have too much time to talk about stuff (laughs) everybody has a platform to talk about whatever nonsense they want to talk about exactly so instead of you know 30 minutes in the afternoon in the evening you watch the news and then that's how you get it it's it's on 24 hours a day and you got cnn just like they'll every time like cnn is on it seems like they've got like that red bar at the bottom of the screen it's it's sensory overload when you watch any any news um any of those 24 hour news news mm-hmm. uh, networks where you know they have the scrolling thing going this way, the scrolling thing going that <laughs> way, the four people talking. Yeah. It's just it's crazy that yeah. they and it's it goes back to it's a business. They got to they got to make money. They got to fill their airwaves. They got to sell their uh their their spots, their uh their um their commercials. Absolutely. So. And so a huge topic lately, you know, has been the wall and yeah. trying to trying to fund that and everything and I'm I'm really confused on, I mean, I I get it. You know, some people are going to be one way and some people are going to be another way. But how is there not some sort of, okay, we need this to happen. And if these other things don't fall in the line, then that's, then it shouldn't happen. You know what I mean? Like if, if we want the wall, we need A, B and C to happen. And you know, I guess as far as like Trump is always talking about how um, immigrants are like taking jobs and they're like got drugs and, and crime and, and crime yeah. and everything. So how <laughs> how is there not like, a, you know, uh, I guess like set facts and like, look, we need this because blank and it's it's, it's not I, black and white. No. And it's it's they it, they try and make it binary. You know, they try mm-hmm. and make it zeros or ones. Um, but it's not there's so many different aspects and that's the thing with facts is you can you can say you can say a lot of different things and have it be facts like uh, are there immigrants committing crime probably yeah there's a lot of immigrants that aren't committing yeah. crime and i i don't know i joke around i say uh like, well if you're gonna build a wall on the southern border why not build one on the northern border too <laughs> yeah you know like Obviously, it's not feasible. It's a much bigger border. Oh, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> but my, my point and is... And Americans seem to like Canadians more than Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> than exactly. You know, they're nice people, eh? So, <laughs> I dealt with them a lot. Um, but no, it's 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 crazy. You, you'd think there would be kind of a, you know, A, B, and C need to happen. But it's it's crazy. This our, our state of politics nowadays is so adversarial and so polarized. Yeah. And it's... It's scary. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I yearn for the days where you know there was there was compromise, and it's not my way. Fuck you. It's yeah. it's okay. I, I I understand you can believe something different, but I don't necessarily agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to me, there's no more civility. It's just more militant. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which sucks. It's it's terrible. Nothing's nothing's getting done, and we keep slipping further and further away from each other. And absolutely, I sound like a hippie. You know, we all just love each other. <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, it's like it's it, true. It's though. our it's our country, and if you if you believe immigrants are committing crimes disproportionately, I, I don't know if I agree with you, but you should have that belief. But you should also understand that your belief isn't the only belief. Yeah. And I, I don't know. And then it comes to funding too. Like, do we want to spend money on that on yeah. the wall? You know, it's it's a fair amount of money, and it's I don't know. It's. It's interesting watching everything that's going on. Absolutely. I saw some graphic where people were trying to compare um, how much like the average person makes or like the average household makes and compare that to um, the purchase of the wall. So they took like America's budget, yeah, like our yearly budget, and then they compared that to how much we're going to spend on the wall. And then they tried to make that a comparison for like how much the average person makes and then like them making a purchase that's comparative to the oh, what was okay yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, uh proportionality to yeah. like you They're know like the, the u.s government's pocket and, yeah <laughs> I, I yeah and the, and that's another aspect of it too is you know at the end of the day is is five billion five billion with a b gonna yeah. make that big of a difference yeah with Personally. our 22 trillion dollar debt yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> just rolled over to 22 yeah. a couple months ago um yeah, is it really going to make a difference? And I like to believe that every every dollar counts, but when you're dealing with trillions, it, you know, every dollar doesn't really count. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I or maybe nobody's counting. Or maybe nobody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're nobody. only counting the debt. Yeah, and maybe that's made up. Talk about facts. Yeah, <laughs> somebody was. Um, gosh, I think I was talking to Nelson, and he was like, "Is there a record for debt?" Like he was like, "Who?" what person is in the most amount of debt? And I was like, that's a crazy thought to think about. Like you're, you by yourself have way more debt than like anybody else. But we were thinking like most people claim bankruptcy when they get, yeah, but that's true. Companies, yeah. You know, they claim bankruptcy once they get, you know, such, it's quite money. an honor that I don't think anyone really wants. Right, right. <laughs> that's, that's a crazy thought as far as like America in itself. Cause we get in so much debt. Uh, the country itself is $22 trillion in yeah. debt. And I'm like, how do you dig yourself out of that hole? I, 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 I'm not by any means a finance guy. I, you know, I, I have a degree in political science. I, I stayed far away from the math classes. <laughs> um, but I feel like there's something. It's it's not us being you know a million dollars in debt or mm. you know a hundred thousand dollars in debt. I, I don't know how those numbers work, and that's that's like a lot of things with. Um, the government is like that's that shit's above my pay grade, man. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'll have an opinion on stuff, but yeah. at the end of the day, we we don't really know exactly how it works. At no. least I don't. Yeah. And I would love to learn how everything works, but absolutely can. And uh, I I don't know. I think that if if we literally just took the time to to figure it out, I think we could chip away at it. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's just going to go away in five, ten years. I think it's going to take decades to probably get yeah. to to narrow it down to a hundred thousand dollars yeah and <laughs> that's that always to do with, be there you know do you have a budget deficit or do you have a budget surplus and that's what presidents yeah. you know that that's what our government tries to do is they yeah try well usually i feel like they should try to create a budget <laughs> um budget surplus yeah. so you can start chipping away at that debt and yeah but that's crazy. The women in the draft i'm going back to that <laughs> it's an that's a wild topic. thought yeah I mean, I 
I, I mean, we could even take that to uh, gays in the military. I don't know what you're see uh, when Trump got rid of was it uh, not got rid of uh, transgender, transgender the transgender thing. Band. Yeah. So if you want women in the military, then you have to think of you know the people who say there's like thirty six thousand different genders and yeah. <laughs> is that the number now? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just making it up, and I think they are too. But <laughs> but <laughs> but once you get to that point, you got to think about you know what gender is, what's in, what's out. Yeah, and. My opinion on it is if if that person's going to have my back, I don't care what. I really don't care. Yeah. Just do your job. <laughs> you know, if you're going to do your job, I, I don't care what you do at home. Yeah. But I understand, like, even on a boat, it that would create interesting things you know like yeah. how, how do you how do you handle that and that's once again where i go that that shit's above my grade, you know <laughs> yeah. i don't want to be telling people they can or can't do stuff so yeah but yeah women <laughs> draft that's yeah. that's an interesting thought because i'm sure you have the women out there that be like yeah oh yeah yeah and then you have the women like Ooh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for thanks yeah, for doing for this. Sure. This is fun. I know you said you weren't much of a talker, but hey, we got it done. Though. <laughs> we did. Yeah, and we it did. blows by fast. So yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. but um, yep. Everybody, stay tuned for the next time. Uh, I'm not sure who I'm going to have on, but it's going to be an interesting stop. It might have John back on. We'll talk. I'd about love to come back. Women in the draft. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> right, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in, and we'll see see you next time.